Well, this evening I'd like to continue a study that we started, uh, I don't know how many weeks ago, on Luke chapter 11, but we had some different things come up, and a Bible conference, and several things, so we'll try to get back a little bit on schedule. We've studied this on Sunday evening. Sunday morning we started a, a new study, I don't know how many weeks it'll be, but on uh, uh, Satan is the God of this world, and what does that mean? But uh, well, Lord willing, we'll take that up again next Sunday morning. But this evening in, in Luke chapter 11, and what this is, this is the Lord's example prayer. And the disciples asked the Lord, they said, teach us to pray. And uh, I believe it's very important. I believe everything in the scriptures is very important. And the Lord did, uh, he gave instructions on how to pray. Now, is this the only prayer we are to utter? No, it's not. But this is an example. And we can learn many things from this example. And uh, let me, uh, well, our lesson will be, uh, our, our daily bread will be what we'll, we'll start on uh, this evening. But let's, let's start in verse 1. It says, and it came to pass that as, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when ye pray, say, our Father who art in heaven. And you remember as we studied this, he starts out with this, and he said, our Father. And I think that's very important because in the Old Testament, he, very few times he was referred to as Father. Now, it might be uh, usually as Father Abraham or something like that. But it was, it was God. It was the God of Israel or the God of Abraham. It was God. But now, our Lord says, say, our Father. And again, that... Bill, when the Lord revealed that to me many years ago, uh, it meant so much to me because I was terrified of God. But through the teachings of this church, when I saw that that's my loving Heavenly Father, put a whole different view on things. So our Father, who art in heaven. Now, in heaven is the, is the habitation of God. So it shows that it's our Father, but also it is God, as we studied Hallowed be thy name, and then thy kingdom come. As we said, it wasn't praying that the kingdom would come. It's making a statement. The kingdom has come, and that his will will be done. Not praying that his will will be done. It's a statement. Thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. And that's so important for us to understand. God's will. Is coming to pass just as much on earth as it is in heaven. And I say that because uh, talking to someone recently, talking about something that happened on earth. Well, that wasn't God's will. But again, I, I'll ask it as I've asked it before. Is God's will being done in heaven? Oh, yes. Heaven, everything in heaven is perfect. Well, this says... So in earth, as in heaven, so in earth. His will is coming to pass in heaven, or just as much on earth as it is in heaven. And then we, we went to some other scriptures on that. 
And then verse 3 said, give us day by day our daily bread. And we, and we, we pause and spend some time on that. Give us. Not me, but us. And we, and we studied, and that was, that was a, a, to me, very valuable to me as well. Give us, because we studied about prayer and some uh, uh, to consume it upon their own lust. But give us. And we went to different examples where the prayer was for us or for the many and not just for ourselves. Give us. And then it says, day by day, our daily bread. So that is an example. Give us, not just me, but us, our daily bread. And daily means uh, current or, or, or present. And this is what I want to bring out this evening. Current or present. I, uh, I know prayer is not the same thing as wishing, but I can remember, and I still think of it. You watch some of these movies, and they'll have one wish. And they always blow it. <laughs> or they might have three wishes. And, and, and they, always, they always blow it. And I thought, well, if I had one wish or three wishes, my first wish would be that I could have as many more wishes as I wanted, and it'd all come true. That'd be my first wish. I guess that's cheating. I don't know. But anyway, so here, give us this day our daily bread. Well, why don't, why don't I just sit down and make a big list and, of course, this doesn't have to be bread. We can say our daily needs. And like I said, this changed my life whenever I studied this. Each morning as I go to work, usually, Lord, give me this day my daily needs. And what is my needs? We'll talk, we'll talk a little about that. Well, now let me just say it now. Well, what, what, what is my need? What is your needs? What do we... What do we pray for? What, what do we want when we pray? What is our, our, our needs? Well, it's, I don't like to use human nature as an example very often, but we want to be happy. Isn't that kind of our needs? And, and happiness comes from different areas. We you want our family to be healthy, to be healed, to be happy to be less stressed when they go through these different things. And, and there'd be certain things in us that, that we would have. So really, happiness and contentment, that's really, isn't that really our daily need? Isn't that really what we, our desire? And there's a key to that. <laughs> there's a key to that. But anyway, so, so how about, why should we then, Give me this day my daily bread. My daily needs. Why don't I just make a really good list and say, Lord, well, instead of just this day, for the rest of my life, give me my daily bread. For the rest of my life, give me good health. For the rest of my life, give my family good health. For the rest of my life, and so forth and so on. Why not, why not do that? 
Well, there's reasons for that. One, and we'll read the scripture a little later, pray without ceasing. So here he's asking, Lord, teach us how to pray. We can find scripture, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Does that mean every breath we have to spend the rest of our life and, and, and pray and pray and take a bite of food and chew and pray? And Is that what it means? Pray without ceasing? Can't we do anything else? Do we have to stay awake at night? We can't, if we go to sleep and we're not praying? Pray without ceasing. Well, again, I, I think if we just look at it, give us this day our daily needs. Not give me my need for the rest of my life. Pray without ceasing. And then there's a reason, there's a reason we, can't, we can't pray, well, even for tomorrow. Can I pray for tomorrow, really? James chapter 4, not necessarily about prayer, But it tells us why we really can't pray for tomorrow, tomorrow's Monday. Well, maybe Monday, but, but how about Tuesday? Okay, James 4 and, and uh, 14. Many other teachings in this. I'm wanting to bring out one point. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow or the next day. For what is your life, even as a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away? So, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. Let me, uh, let me think of some crazy examples again, because I can't think of good ones, so all I can do is give you poor ones. Uh, let's say, Lord... Uh, Give me my daily bread tomorrow. Lord, give me, uh, give me uh, plenty of food to eat tomorrow. Uh, why, why can I not pray for that? Why would that be? I don't want to say wrong, but why would that? I'll just say, why would that be wrong to pray? Lord, or why? Trying to think of the right word, but Lord, give me three meals tomorrow. Now, actually, I got up early this morning as I was getting ready to study about four o'clock, and I went out on my smoker grill and I put chicken thighs and a pork loin roast about that long, and uh, and a chuck roast about that long. Put it on the smoker grill, and then I took the chuck roast and put it in the pot and cooked it. And Anyway, so I've got plenty of food, but could it, would it be efficient, okay, to pray? Let's say I didn't have that. Lord, uh, I pray that, that I had three meals tomorrow. Would be... What would be wrong with that? Well, this says, 
whereas you know not what shall be on the next day. What if... Uh, going home on the way home and, and uh, we start to, to turn in and somebody comes up behind us and hits it. I'm in the hospital tomorrow with a broken neck. Would I need three meals a day? <laughs> or would I need my spinal cord to be not torn or something like that? So I, I think that is the point we can't, we can't pray for the morrow or whatever. We can, but is it correct? We don't know what we're going to need tomorrow. I may... If we knew, if we knew tomorrow, if we knew the next day, then we can pray for that. But we, we don't know that. Uh... We, now, we can pray for different individuals that uh, the Lord would heal them. We can pray for different individuals that the Lord would open their eyes, that they would see the truth. But do we pray once and that's it? Or do we continue in prayer? Pray without ceasing. So, to me... Seeing that, give me this day, my daily needs, is, had a, a really big impact on me because we don't know what we need the next day. Uh, let me read in 1 Thessalonians. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians 5 and verse uh, 16 and 17. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So we're to pray without ceasing. Don't pray, oh, Lord, give me physical food every day for the rest of my life. We, we don't pray that. That might not be what we, how can I pray for that when Monday or Tuesday or whatever, these other things could happen. And that might not be what I need. I don't, I don't know what my needs are going to be. We can pray for our loved ones, yeah. But do we pray once? Or we pray without ceasing? We pray without ceasing. So, uh, again, the morning as I pray, typically on the way to work is a good time for me. And uh, give me this day what I need. And really, what do I really need? Again, we're wanting contentment. We're wanting happiness. And that again, that could be not just self-centered on us, but others in our lives, others that we know. But really, if we 
And there's nothing wrong for praying for ourselves as well. But to have happiness, to have contentment, what, what's required? You say, well, it requires everything that you ask for. Well, it depends on what you ask for. But what, what do we need to be happy? What do we need to be content? Do we need everything go our way? Is that the only way that we could be happy and content? How about, how about this? If the Lord would ground us every day in Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are called according to his purpose. So whatever happens in my day that I may say, oh, boy, I really hate this, but if I'm grounded in this is going, somehow this is working together for my good, then can't we be content? Can't we be, isn't that all we really need? To be secure? Uh, Romans chapter 1. So the Lord's instruction gives us this day our daily bread, our daily needs. Romans 1 and verse 8, beginning. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. There's a prayer. Prayer's not always asking, you know. And you know, there was somebody told me that one time, and I won't say who it was, but it kind of surprised, pleasantly surprised me. He said, prayer is not always about asking. And, and, and uh, certainly that's true. Thanksgiving is, is prayer. So this, for I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now, I don't believe the whole world without exception, but through uh, the, the world that Paul was connected with. But he, he was thankful for that, that they had the truth and so forth. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. You know, Paul, when his missions went around and, and the Lord used Paul to establish a lot of churches and witnessing to a lot. Now, a church here at Rome, he says, without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. He could just pray once, Lord, take care of the church at Rome. But that's not, that's not the instructions the Lord gives. That's not, the instru- that's, not what we, that's not the example we see here. Without ceasing, I make mention of you in my prayers. He was constantly in prayer for the church of Rome and the other churches as well. And let me, a thought come to mind, and let me just go ahead and I think I'll mention that it was, it was very sad I overheard someone, I overheard some individuals talking about another individual's audible prayer. 
And I wish I hadn't heard it. But they was talking about another person's audible prayer, and they says, it's the same thing every time. Now, the Bible talks about vain repetition. It, it doesn't talk negatively about repetition. It's vain repetition. That's a different thing. So this says, I make mention of you always my prayers. Now, I don't know. I doubt every one of his prayer was audible. But I think daily he was praying for the church of Rome. So the person that was, maybe the prayer was the same. Maybe the prayer was the same. Is that wrong? That's, that's the instructions we have to pray without ceasing. And Paul says, here at the church of Rome, I, I, I meant every prayer I mention you. Is that wrong? So who was the weaker vessel? The person that was, and I don't, I don't know what was on that person's heart. I, ne I never heard it, don't know. But if it was about the same or about the same every time, was that the weaker vessel? Or those criticizing it. Who was the weaker vessel? Again, something to, to think about. Uh, but the instructions are pray without ceasing. Certainly, certainly we pray the same thing. Now the names may change, but we pray for our brothers and sisters in the church. And the names may change if we list names. We pray for the other churches that we have fellowship with and, and all the true churches throughout the land. And we pray not only for our physical health, but our spiritual health. Health. We don't pray once and quit. I, I've mentioned uh, other churches right now that I... I, I uh, have asked this church to be in prayer uh, for some of them. And my request is not just once. Remember them in your prayers. And I, we discussed why. I won't do that now. But uh, so he says, I make mention of you always in my prayers. In other words, without ceasing. Making requests. Making requests is a prayer. Making requests, if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. So he was going to the church at Rome. He had been praying for the church at Rome. And he was praying that it would be a prosperous uh, journey and it would be a fruitful journey. We prayed for the Bible conference that we just had. that It would be fruitful and it would continue to bear fruit. 11, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. To the end you may be established. So he's praying for the church of Rome. And he made mention of them always in his prayer. He was still praying, or praying for them that his journey to there would be fruitful, that he may impart some spiritual gift unto them. But again, it was without ceasing. Day by day, 
Not just, oh, I'll pray once for the church at Rome, and well, I prayed for them, and I won't have to do that anymore. No, what, what would be in our heart if that was, if that was our thoughts? Second uh, Timothy chapter Second Timothy chapter one and starting in verse one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Paul was, uh, the Lord had caused Paul to be a very zealous person, even when he was Saul, doing, uh, uh, persecuting the church. He was very zealous at that. And now, the Lord had converted him. Now he's Apostle Paul, and he was very zealous, and he had care, and he had love. So again, the same thing told the Church of Rome here. He told Timothy, uh, without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Because, you know, Timothy would go out uh, and, and also preach and teach and so forth, and he was praying for him. Not just once, so give us this day that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. So uh, I, I think when the Lord, when they asked him to teach us pray, and one of the things was give us this day our daily bread, gives us day our daily needs. And that is pray without ceasing. Doesn't mean you can't take a breath. Doesn't mean you can't stop. It means don't just pray once and stop for something. Give us this day. Because we don't know what we need the next day. Uh, and sometimes... Have you had difficulty sometimes expressing your prayer? Or maybe you feel like you just prayed out and, and you... Well, I've, I've had times like that. In Romans chapter 8... And I believe this is what's happening at that point in time. When and, uh, we're, we're very sincere, we're praying, uh, uh, and we're very sincere, but then we just like, 
We just don't have the words or thoughts. And Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now I can think of this on, on both sides. I can think of times when I, I felt uh, I guess not, not forsaken, we, we talked about Jesus and you know, the feelings he had and he felt forsaken. Not forsaken, but I felt just helpless. Uh, you know, I, I, I prayed according to my will. Of course, you, we always want to have, keep in mind not our will, but, but the Lord's will. But I, and, and well, I'll just mention, I've mentioned it so many times through the years. There was a time when uh, I thought Dolores was going to have to move away for about was it five years or seven years, I can't remember now, uh, because of her job. And she had a good job with Ford Motor Credit Company, and uh, her job was moving to Greenville, South Carolina. And Terry, that was, uh, uh, that was, and, and this was, brewing for about two years. And I was in denial for maybe first six months or something, but then things kept coming down the pike to Dolores. And they said, okay, uh, uh, if you transfer, you'll have a job. If you say you don't want to ever transfer, you don't. And this would affect her retirement that was to come, well, now has come. But I, I, I remember one morning as time was really getting close, and I remember exactly where I was at, and I asked the Lord. I, I wasn't questioning, don't get me wrong, I wasn't questioning the Lord, questioning him. I, I did ask a question, Lord, why are you taking my wife away? Now, I wasn't questioning him, Lord, you're not right. You're not just taking my wife away. I wasn't saying that at all. But because see, in my mind, my imagination, my mind, boy, it, it thought it was so smart. Because <laughs> I thought, okay, she's going down there for four or five years. And I thought, at first I thought, well, okay, it'll be like dating again. You know, I can go down there. She can come up here. I think that's nine hours each way. She couldn't come home on the weekend. That's 18 hours of driving. I couldn't drive down there that often because I'd have to work harder than ever, ever up here to make things financially meet and everything. And then I was so smart, I knew that through this 
I can't remember if it was four years, five years, or seven years till she retired. I can't remember what it was. I knew that one of us had a disease. We'd die before the end of it. I was so smart. I knew all that stuff. So that one morning, I prayed, Lord, why are you taking my wife away? I, again, I wasn't to the point that I was questioning him. No, you're not just taking her away. But I was convinced that he was, and, and I really, I wanted to know why. And then after that, it was just tears and, and groanings. <laughs> and, uh, but I believe at that point in time, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. I believe certainly that was taking place at that time. Now that's what I call sad time. But it works the other way too. There are times, uh, Brother Buddy's not here tonight, but Brother Buddy sometimes, he's so joyous in the Lord and he, and he tries to express it and, and, and he can't. And I've told you Brother Walt, who the Lord take home uh, not too many months ago, and he was here at our Bible conference, and, and he was feeling so blessed and uh, trying to express how, how blessed he felt and being here and how much he loved the conference, and, and, and he just says, my cup runneth over. It's the same thing both ways, on the sad side or the glad side. Sometimes we just, we don't have words, but... The groanings the Spirit takes. So, we won't take the time, we won't have time this evening to, uh, to get into forgiveness. The next verse says, and forgive our sins, for we forgive, also forgive everyone that indebted unto us. We won't try to get into that this evening. But on the prayer, Give us this day our daily needs. That, that changed my life. It changed my, my prayer life. Give us this day. What do we need for this day? Really, we need to be reminded that God is on the throne, that God is, is in control, all things working together for our good, and then whatever news we get is he grounds us in that deeper and deeper we are content, we are happy, and then give him thanks for that. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.